Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Tuesday, you will be spending more time with me and my friends as I take you through some of the leading ideas out there in the personal finance space that I find interesting and worthy of your time. I've decided to name this segment First Dips, hoping that you and I can get first dips on some of these leading ideas. Okay, so recently there's been a report that's published uh, saying Singaporeans want to retire in style. Retire in style. I was like, what the hell is retire in style? But anyway, it quotes that Singaporeans want to retire with about $6,000 to spend every month. They're quote-unquote retiring in style. And the report also suggests that uh, maybe before this whole crash, this whole saga maybe 60-70% of the respondents say they believe that they can do it. But after the recent crash, both in the stock market and in the crypto markets, a lot of people are saying, yeah, maybe, I don't know. So the numbers have come down to somewhere in the 30% mark. 30 plus percent of people around us believe that they can retire in style. What about everyone else? But more importantly, this fire pursuit seems to be dwindling. And you know, as with everything that's dwindling, you always find me like, I always like to go in during horrible times. <laughs> it's very bad. Huh? I should learn to write the algorithm a little bit better. But yeah, you know, when things are not so sexy anymore, you will find me digging through it and trying to decipher a little bit more ideas, right? So today, today I have uh, three ideas that I may have talked a little bit about uh, sprinkled it through the different shows or different podcasts over the year. But today I'm going to take this last episode of the year to sum up uh, my three honest advice for the FIRE community or the FIRE gang. Okay, so welcome back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, Bebanging Financial Myths, discovering best financial practices and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us, create a life we love while managing our finances well. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your Chief Financial Coconut, and you are joining me today on the last episode of First Dips for 2022. Yes, right? A little bit trot, you're afraid, right? When I say last episode, I'm like, huh? Huh? Is it the last episode? No. Only for 2022. <laughs> relax, relax. And my goodness, I've been at it for what three years? More than three years. There's been like hundreds of episodes of first dips, and we are going to like what 200 200 episode 200 in a matter of a few weeks. And ah. Oh. The other day, I was talking to Chris from Honey Money, right? I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to say anymore. So, so, I, I've said so many things. And he was like, bro, uh, I also don't know how you say so much, but you, somehow you always have something to say. 
You don't even do product review and you got so many things to say. I was like, okay, okay, thank you. And thank you all for tuning in every week to listen to me to have something to say. So yeah, once again, uh, thank all of you for tuning in every week to support us, support me. You know, uh, my Tuesday segment continue to outperform everyone else. <laughs> so I'm very proud of it. You know, and uh, thank you all for exploring our other shows. Also, it's been amazing. And we hope to continue to provide more content for all of you going into the next year. But this year has been a very, very hard year to say the list, right? Because it's not about people getting affected and, you know, like losing money in the market and, and and all that. I mean, those things are real. But I think what is extremely jarring for a lot of people is the drastic turn of things, right? Which actually, if we are a little bit more experienced, a little bit more seasoned, we realize that it is not abnormal at all, right? On some level, history has proven itself. In fact, the market is the one that is like this abnormal always throw tantrum kind of partner, you know. <laughs> it's like you go, this person, right, you go date with this person, wow, like very nice huh, for a few years. And then suddenly one day, and then you got to ask yourself, do you still want to be in the market, right? <laughs> so, some people describe the market as this erratic partner, but the, the idea here is there's history, but I understand why a lot of people are in shock and they find it jarring, right? Because we were all riding high for a year plus and then boom, and then you stop hearing. And it, it will kind of gush out a lot of people, right? A lot of people stop producing content. A lot of funds close down. A lot of uh, people just, just stop participating in this space anymore. And in, and to be clear, I think even some listeners give up listening, right? And, and I understand why, of course, because things are not as exciting anymore. You're not looking for the next big thing. You, you don't want to be participatory in this whole cycle. I, I, I get it, you know? And uh, yeah. It's painful, I know. But for all of you tuning in every week, hey, welcome. So this fire concept picked up a little bit of fire. <laughs> fire concept picked up a little bit of fire. Yeah, um, about a few years ago, I mean, the recent two years was, were a little bit more exciting. You know, like more people participating. But as with all ideas, all concepts, it, it always starts with a smaller group and then it kind of burns and more and more people participate in it. So it's been around for a few years, you know, ever since the post-financial crisis, you, you start to see more people dabbling with more interesting ideas and it manifests in a few things, right? Ex extreme prudence, uh, manifests in, you know, this thing like a fire uh, or even the crypto market. I will even argue that the crypto market was born out of the 2008 financial crisis. Over time, it accumulated to become where it is today. Right? So there, there must be some big thing that happened that caused a lot of people to want to do big shifts in their life and, and kind of move along with some ideas and fire was one of them. But these days, uh, it's not as trendy anymore, not as sexy anymore. <laughs> you know you know how I know? Because sponsors start to ask me to talk about fire. <laughs> sponsors are always slow. Huh? You know, sometimes when I work with them, I have to tell them, hello, brother, this one nobody care already. You know, like, like mental health for a period of time was like a big thing. Everyone was talking about mental health, right? And then now it's like, eh, can travel, can go out, fang fong, can bike, continue the grind. No more mental <laughs> <laughs> it's not as big a thing anymore. There will always be people that continue, but it's not as big anymore, right? Uh, but same with fire. So, so once once sponsors start to ask me to talk about fire, then I know lah, uh, it has caught up and probably a little late to the game already. But for all of you that live under, I don't know which rock or which island that you don't know fire, fire essentially is financial independence retire early. Yes, it's an acronym, F-I-R-E. 
and uh, it has a few underlying ideas, right? And the main idea is to accumulate enough capital within the shortest period of time to live off it. And there are a few major assumptions within the FIRE community and the most iconic one probably is the four percent rule okay so the four percent rule quite simply put means if your expenses your x amount of expenses only accounts for less than four percent of your portfolio income then you are expected to live off or your probability to live off this fire life where you don't ever need to work for another cent and let that let the market just kind of work for you it's pretty much very very intact right and to, to give you an example okay to give you an example huh <sighs> And let's say you are Singaporean that want to retire in style, okay, as with the report. <laughs> what does retire in style even mean, right? You retire already got what style? Huh? You see the auntie-auntie, you think the auntie very style. Huh? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, if you're auntie-auntie listening in or if you're, you know, like, I'm not insulting any auntie-auntie, but honestly, the auntie, I really don't think they're very style. But anyway, anyway, okay, so $6,000 a month would be about $72,000 a year. That would be your overall expense for a year, okay? And if that is the expense that you need for a year, the 4% rule then assumes that you need about $1.8 million in total. Uh, $1.8 million in total of capital such that you can derive 4% of uh, investment yield every year to then meet about yeah, your 72,000 expenses that you need. Which is a simple concept whether is it easy to achieve, that's a different story. Or whether you have kids uh, and all that is still achievable, that's also a different story. Which is why some people think the fire idea is a bit extreme, it's a little bit wild. For me, it is just an idea. It is just uh, a belief of a way of life. Uh, but the, the concept, the fundamental mathematical concept can be applied to any other way of life. Okay, It's not just unique to fire. It's just that because of this thing, a lot of the fire community will then practice the other big idea, which is extreme prudence. Right, extreme prudence such that they save 50%, 80% of their income within the shortest time period to go about achieving this X capital that they need to then uh, give, you, give them 4% yield every year to meet the expenses that they need to have. Okay, and in this case, it's 1.8 million. If you want to retire, install. Okay, so that is the that is the main idea, which is why financial independence retire early. Early is the time concept that exists, right? In other words, uh, yeah, Extreme prudence and a 4% rule, these two are the main characteristic of fire. Of course, over time, this idea has evolved and then you have like barista fire, all these other fire that exist and uh, we will not talk about them today. But collectively, upon all these ideas and the movement, I have some thoughts that I may have sprinkled through some of the episodes and I thought I would just record one time good one today for everybody, right? This my my honest view on fire and what are some things to think about that it, it may help you be a little bit more rounded in your view of fire. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it, but you know, as to anything that you do, uh, there are always other things that you need to spend as a result of the things that you do. So the very first uh, honest advice that I have for the fire gang, or at least my first big idea for everybody to think a little bit about is radical prudence does give you massive surplus to compound. This is true, but it also limits your room for exploration. 
Okay, so both statements are true, right? In that sense that if you are very, very prudent, it allows you more, more surplus, more capital, you can compound faster, blah, blah, blah. That thing is pretty much valid already, you know, within all sorts of parameters or thoughts, right? But it, the other part is also not discussed, right? Which is that if you practice radical prudence, right? And you don't spend, you, you, re, you remove a lot of expenses, it really limits your room for exploration, and exploration by means of trying new things, picking up new hobbies, hopping around jobs, you know, finding uh, new things that you can embrace in with life, you know, uh, picking up all these new different experiences. They all cost, they cost you time, they cost you money, they cost you well, everything. There's always a cost to these things. So when you practice radical prudence, you really lean down all the way to a point where you are pretty much on uh, like a bullet train, right? You, you can only go straight. It's very hard for you to move around. And if you don't explore after 10 years, okay, let's say you take 10 years or 15 years to fire, okay? You take 10 years, 15 years to fire, you come out on the other end, I'm really not sure if you are ready to live a different life. You have not explored other ways of life. You have not explored different hobbies and interests or what takes you, what excites you, different mission, different calling out there. You, you've, you've not done anything. You know, or, or you have you have within the parameter of a need to go for fire, you practice this radical prudence, then limits your ability to go and do all these other things. And one of the most iconic, uh, one of the most iconic idea in the personal finance world is you must avoid lifestyle inflation. Okay. And they always tell you, oh, remember you were a unicate, uh, you can live off Taifan and all that. And then why now you come out, you cannot live off Taifan. So of course, uh, I'm not just trying to pass university. <laughs> <laughs> I need to like play the game. I need to please people. I need to, you know, pick up new skills. I need to move up social ladder. I need to accumulate political capital. I need to do all these other things. I'm not a uni kid anymore, right? And even if I just want to be very good at what I do and hopefully someone will spot me, I need to improve myself. And all these things, they cost. Right, there's some sort of cost here and there. Just what happened that in Singapore, there's some budgets here and there to kind of help you defray your upskilling cost and all that. But it's not always the case everywhere else. And yeah, we, we do need to spend. You're in a different phase of life. You need to do different things. You need to experience different things. You need to try different things. And how can you think about living like a uni kid anymore? I mean, for a period of time, I may had some of these ideas and over time, I started to become a little bit more real there. I asked myself, if today I never treat people eat, I never buy people things, I never, you know, organize activities, I never do all these other things, how am I going to accumulate my influence, accumulate my capital, accumulate all these favors that people would provide me so that I can then pursue a bigger goal. You know, there, there are many things that, that come along that it's not within the job or it's not within the clearly defined idea of like, oh, you know, work hard, save money, blah, blah, blah. There are many other things that exist that we need to do, that we need to experience, we need to try so that we can go further in our lives. So by compressing your spending to the bare minimal, you limit your ability to try all these things because you're, you're, you're laser focused on one goal, right? You're going to really limit everything all the way down to your bare minimal. You cannot experience. At the end, you come out, you achieve this one goal of like fire. You achieve this one goal of accumulating enough money to retire. But then there are many other things in your life that is uh, maybe wonky or, you know, maybe problematic that you know it's always there. You know it's been there. You know that I, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I really enjoy. Just accumulating, blah, blah, blah. You know, like there are many other problems that you're going to essentially live out. 
So and then and then you're gonna address these problems after they fester for 10, 20 years down the road. I, I think it's a it's a little bit of a choice, but that's why it's an honest advice or honest feedback, you know, for everybody there to think a little bit about it, right? Maybe, maybe we don't need to be so extreme. Okay, instead of 80%, you do 70% or 60%. Okay, or 50%, you do 40% savings, you know, so that you can compound. Give yourself a little bit of room, try different things, explore different stuff. And I do think it enriches our lives. It gives us experiences. It gives us a rounder view. And to me, it is fundamental to finding the life I love while managing my finances well, which is one of the biggest anchor of the show. It's not just about accumulating, accumulating, accumulating. Right, so so this is really something that is uh, heartfelt, lah. That I know a lot of people are working very hard, and you forego every other thing, social, lah, relationship, lah. You know your fitness, yeah, many other things. It's not your priority, so you drop, 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 right? and just focus on this fire thing. And many people that have fire come on the other end. I still find them, you know, like I don't know what they're doing. I I don't know if they truly found bliss in their life or do they truly found a calling in their lives, right? So think about it. Maybe you don't need to be so extreme. And and I, I want to reiterate that I'm not against fire and I'm not telling you guys don't fire, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I'm just trying to point out reality that if you practice the radical prudence, it's going to limit certain aspects of your life. Right, so instead of going too radical, too far and how about, okay, how about we retire a little bit later lah? Or how about in the midst of uh, preparing for retirement, how about we uh, switch a few drops, you know, to to find things that we, maybe we like a little bit better. The pain is not as crazy. We can bury a little longer. So we don't need to complete fire in 10 years. We can complete in 15 years. How about that? Right. And then through this process, you can experience different things and find the life you love. And to me, that is the fundamental. I mean, I, I really think that is the anchor and the anchor pursuit of everyone, you know, is to really find a life that you can love, you can enjoy, accept where you are and yeah, be at ease with it. And, and not so much about endless accumulation and believing that once you exit fire, oh, everything will be solved. Or once you exit fire, you can then slowly solve the other things, which is not inherently wrong. But the problems have been festering for like multi-decades. It's not so easy to unwind them after that. So yeah, that's my first honest advice for the FIRE community. And I'm going to give you the next, number two, right? The next big advice for the community. And that is, you are never independent, okay? You have merely attached your dependence to the financial markets instead of the labor markets. And we'll come back to you afterward from our sponsor. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, so independence, uh, liberté, responsibility, piety, you know, a lot of these high and mighty ideas, right, that encompass a lot of emotions, a lot of stories. Different people have different perspectives over these things. Honestly, they're all high and mighty. And every time I want to ask people, okay, so how do you then... What, what are some tangible ideas? Like, what does it mean that someone is uh, liberated? You know, or what does it mean? What, what constitutes freedom? You know, and what constitutes liberty or like independence? 
All right, so independence is a very arbitrary concept. You know, in, in my view, these ideas are all very arbitrary. How do you then anchor them? What are you measuring? What are you dependent on? Right, so when I look at this whole fire of financial independence, retire early idea, my biggest advice for people that are looking at this is, you, you know, you are not independent, right? You are merely shifting your dependence from the labor market to the financial markets. You're shifting your dependence away from the need to go in to work, you know, and uh, sell your skill to someone else that can pay you. And then shifting that dependence over into the financial markets, which over time doesn't seem too bad. I know a lot of people feel like it's okay. You know, they, they don't hate it because they see a lot of people enjoying, which I, I can understand why, okay? You know, I do benefit from the financial markets on some level, so I can understand why. But that does not mean you're independent. And it's very important. It's very important to recognize this thing because if you recognize that you're merely shifting dependency, then you can better calibrate the reality, right? Because in my worldview, trying to pursue the best way of life or to live a life that I love and enjoy, I try my very best to understand these forces that exist around me, right? That what, what is happening? And, you know, like, like today I am dependent on producing content for all of you, right? I'm, I'm dependent on entertaining you, ma, right? Every week, come in, ha, 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 learn some things, right? Then you like, share, subscribe. Yeah, like, share, subscribe. Ah, I'm waiting for you, right? So every week, you know, you, I come in to entertain you. My life is dependent on me being sure that I can give you the latest information and then something funny along the way to keep you coming every week. Right? So, so I am dependent on this situation. I'm dependent on my sponsors. I'm dependent on entertaining you. Right? And, and to me, these are fundamental ideas that we need to recognize. You are never truly independent. And at this point in time, you are dependent. Dependent on your partner. Dependent maybe even on your kids. Right? A lot of people are dependent on their kids as much as they believe their kids are dependent on them. They are dependent on their kids for a reason to go to work, to slop, to fight hard, you know, like I'm fighting hard for my kids. Have you not heard that? Right, so they are dependent on their kids for a reason to live. So to me, that is where I want to take this idea, right? It's not about, oh, financial market is not good or labor market is not good. No, no, no. Some people thrive amazingly in the labor market. Have you seen those like C-suite, those senior directors? Wow, they like politics power and then they're very good at what they do. They make friends here, take photos. They're very good at that. They thrive in that space. Some people thrive in business and they look down on the financial people. If you talk to the traditional finance people, they don't know. You talk to the traditional business people, they were like, yeah, I don't know what these financial people are doing. Like, never do anything one. Right? The, the reality is this traditional business people are amazing. They thrive in where they are. And then, of course, there are people that thrive in the financial markets. Right? So different people will thrive in different places for all sorts of reasons. I'm not here to try to tell you which fits you. But the reality here is that generally when people think about fire, there's this idolization or this like fantasy or this like love for the financial market or this desire to be part of the financial market and move away from the labor markets. Right? It's like, I just want to make money off the markets. Right? But the, the reality is, is it really the case? And are you truly independent or are you just merely shifting your dependence? And to me, that is, very important, right? If, if if you ask me, even uh, if today, like, you know, a few of us, we decide to start coconut kampong, okay? We go to, I don't know, Moa or Johor or somewhere, we draw this one circle. It's okay, this will be our kampong, uh, and then I'll be your actual chief, uh, your coconut chief. 
and then we'll plant coconut trees and sell to Singaporeans or uh, whatever, okay? So if, even if we do that and we believe that, okay, we are no longer reliant on the labor market, we are not dependent on the financial markets, you know, we are doing it on our own, I tell you, we are dependent on nature. We are dependent on the growth of the coconuts. We are dependent on the winds. We are dependent on the soil. We are dependent on many other things. And to me, this is a bit high level of thought, but I want all of us to think a little bit about it. It's not so bad to be dependent. Okay, some people would argue that it's about interdependence. Or that. I'm not going there, okay? But the main idea here is we are all dependent on each other. And we're all dependent on different things, different markets, different institutions. We're dependent on the SBS transit to get us to office, right? So we're all dependent on things and it's not that much of a problem. I don't need to fight for this arbitrary idea of independence and don't arbitrarily believe that by accumulating a lot of wealth, you are independent. You're not. You're merely shifting your dependence to the financial markets, which on some level can be erratic sometimes, like now, right? <laughs> Which brings me to the third point, uh, third honest feedback and advice for the FIRE community and the FIRE gang or all of you looking to pursue FIRE as a goal. And that is the pursuit of happiness is a never-ending cycle. Maybe what you should focus on is the pursuit of clarity and meaning in your life, right? I think, I think that is a much more meaningful endeavor. Okay, in other words, okay, to put it simply, to put it simply, don't just always think about the next high. La. Don't always just be like, I'm happy I do law, I'm happy I don't do law. It's like, what's next? What happy? What exciting? You know, and uh, try to embrace life for the facets that it brings you. It's, 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 uh, it's a bit more chim, a bit more nuanced in a sense that, you know, if you think about it, right? If, if we don't experience sadness, emotions, sorrows, you know, like, all these different things, it doesn't add color into our life, right? If we're always happy, then why would you care about this? It's like how every time you wake up, you make a cup of coffee or you wake up, you brush your teeth or you, you know, it's like, it's so, so stale. It's so reflex already. You reach a point where it does not excite you anymore. It's no longer meaningful, right? So, and, and the pursuit of happiness underpins the fire movement by quite a bit. Right? It's because you don't like where you are today. So there's this big dream that you're trying to push towards and, and you believe that at the end of this fire thing, at the end of the tunnel, you come out with more control, more power and you'll be happy. You, you live the life that you want, blah, blah, blah. And to me, that is the one of the biggest problems that underpins this whole thing. right? Because as with many other things in life, sometimes we pursue certain things as a proxy to what we are truly trying to do. Let me give you a simple example, okay? Let me give you a simple example. Huh? Let's say today your partner wants to go to Japan, okay? Your partner wants to go to Japan and to you it's like, I don't really want to go to Japan. Why go to Japan? It's a waste money. And then uh, we'll go so many times already. Very boring, very lame, right? But instead of outright rejecting the, the rejecting your partner, you, you'll be like, hey, you see recently Japan got earthquake. Uh, wow, you see the yen, uh, blah, 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 right? You come up with all sorts of things. You say all sorts of things to try to get the person to not go to Japan. Right? And you see that with many other things, right? Like if you want to pursue a particular career and then your parents want to like go against it, they'd rather not tell you that actually I don't want you to do this thing. And they'll keep trying to tell you, oh yeah, you know, there's actually these other things that you can consider. You know, the other day Susu tell me, ah, got this, 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 this. You know, so, so, <laughs> so people are not very direct. Ah. Right? So I, I get it why people are not so direct. They don't feel safe. They feel like this is a different strategy. It works better, blah, blah, blah. We don't go there. 
But the pursuit of fire sometimes feels like a proxy for the pursuit of happiness. Actually, what you want is to be happy, to live a life that you like, to live a life that you enjoy, to be at bliss with what you are, which honestly, although I use these words interchangeably, they do mean different to different people and we can clearly define them in another episode. But then fire becomes that proxy to the pursuit of happiness. You get what I'm going for? Right? And to me, this becomes a little bit problematic. Right? Because in other words, you're not really solving it at where, at where it is, the general disdain for your current life, the inability to accept where you are, you know, that you you don't you don't want it, right? And recently I think I uh I've definitely gained quite a bit of weight doing this whole podcast thing as I travel, I eat a lot, blah, blah. And recently one day I just sat down and I'm like, yeah, you know, actually I'm very fat. And when that idea set in to myself, then I realized that, oh yeah, okay, then what can I do about it? And then I started feeling like, okay, maybe I can go to the gym, which I started doing. I bought a pull-up bar, you know, all these different things to try to reduce the pain towards working out and eating better. And it all begins on me first recognizing that, you know, I don't really like where I am today. And I do think that that's a big part of what a lot of people are lacking, which is to recognize that I don't really like where I am today, that there, there are these things that I don't like that I want to change a little bit about. And where do I want to go? Right? So to me, this is the bigger pursuit, the meaning of life, the acceptance of where you are and recognize that, you know, accepting where you are, it doesn't run counter with going further. Okay, a lot of people think, I accept already then you won't move already. But no, 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 no. You can accept where you are today and continue to pursue where you want to go tomorrow. They are not mutually exclusive. If you don't accept where you are, then you're always in denial of your current state. Right, which is, you know, like, yeah, you don't really like your life, you're unhappy, blah, blah, blah. Right, so on all these things uh, becomes a very important reality check of why you then want to pursue fire. And if after you check all these things and you believe that, yeah, okay, so now I'm very clear what I want and I need to accumulate wealth to go about doing this thing, then okay, by all means, go. You'll enjoy the journey, right? It'll be very clear for you because your goals are very clear as to why you're doing it, you're very clear. Right, you become very much more comfortable and accepting of where you are and your pursuit. And I think that's a beautiful place to be. But too many, too many people that are pursuing fire are really pursuing a proxy towards happiness and they don't really like their life today. And I will argue that, you know, even if you come out the other day, 10 years later, you will still hate yourself or you will still not like your life. Lah. Right? So yeah, these are some of my honest honest advice and honest feedback after doing the podcast for many years and talking to all sorts of people that pursue all sorts of life and all sorts of goals. And I hope you find it useful. And I'm going to sum up the three pointers today. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, so my three pointers as an honest feedback, honest advice for people that are looking to pursue fire or the fire gang. Number one is uh, radical prudent gives you massive surplus to compound, but it also limits your room for exploration. I know a lot of people will tell you that oh, you must be prudent so they can compound, you shorten your time. All these are valid 
But when you become very, very prudent, it limits the resources that you can have to then go and pursue other things in life. Number two is you are never truly independent. You're merely detaching yourself from the labor market and attaching yourself to the financial markets. Because one of the anchor idea of the FIRE community is to invest the money and uh, live off the dividend of about 4% or the use of 4%. And to me, this is a, a not a very accurate depiction of what it is. And I'm not saying that oh, a financial market is not good, labor market is better. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we all are dependent on things. We are never truly independent. Even if today you live off the soil, you are dependent on the soil, right? And, and to me, this is very important because it gives you a clearer view of what you're trying to do, right? And don't hop on this high, high mighty idea of our you know, independence and, and all that, right? You are not independent. You are merely shifting your dependence to the financial markets. And if the financial markets go into a frenzy, voila, you are getting affected. Your quality of life is getting affected as you can see today. And brings, this brings me to point number three, and that is the pursuit of happiness is a never-ending cycle. A lot of people are pursuing fire as a proxy to pursuing happiness. I think what's more important is to experience different facets of life, find that clarity, and uh, find that life you love. Uh, it's a meaningful endeavor. It's not just always about the happiness high. And uh, yeah, you know, like, are you pursuing fire for fire itself? Or is it really an inferior proxy to your pursuit of happiness, which then fundamentally suggests that you don't actually like your life today? With that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut knowledge. That much more powerful interesting we share, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group and uh, sign up for our socials, follow our Instagram, blah, blah, blah. You know, and uh, shout out to all of you that came into our Instagram. Uh, we have like, what, 12,000 plus people on Instagram. Woo, amazing. And I created none of them. Just say, <laughs> I cannot do Instagram. I don't, I don't really do Instagram. I'm very, I'm very uncle that way. Okay, so, but anyway, thank you. Love all of you and yeah, we'll see you next week. Okay, last episode of the year, uh, wrapping up hundreds of episodes uh, that we've done in three years. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. And that's why I wanted to take today's episode to attempt to try to break down some of these bigger ideas, right? That underpins our decision, right? It's, it's as much as a lot of people want to focus on numbers only, which is fair. I get it. We are personal finance podcast. We should focus on numbers which I think we have done enough of those things. A lot of times, I think what I enjoy a little bit more is to try to give some story or reason or rationale behind the numbers. Why are you trying to do these things? Right? And actually, if you talk to a lot of, uh, whether it's financial planners, professionals, or you know your wealth managers, all that, if you talk to them and they're trying to help you, there's a lot of these things also. Right? They try to understand why you want to do certain things. And I think, which is why I'm a firm believer that both the pursuit of personal development and personal finance have to come in tandem because if you don't develop as a person, uh, what are you really trying to do You know, when, when it comes to personal finance? right? They should not be separated. So yeah, thank you for making my life amazing over these few years and thank you for supporting our endeavor, all sorts of content that we create. We have a YouTube now. I love it. I hope you guys love it. And yeah, at the end of... Today, uh, I just want to say that, hey, you know, it's uh, give yourself a pat on the back. It's been a horrible few years. Quite a roller coaster, right? Uh, for all of you that done well, great. Good on you. For all of you that not so well, still struggling, it's okay. You can take a break. And then when you're ready, we can always come back again. 
right? The pursuit of a meaning of life uh, takes time. It's a journey, right? Don't don't need to be in a rush. Then yeah lah, next week, yeah, next week not important lah. Take a break first, okay? We'll see you next week. <laughs>